We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. How to feel pretty when you don't. Did that title catch your attention for this episode? Did you cringe at the word pretty? Because you have a lot of issues around that word because you're not sure we're supposed to talk in terms of if we feel pretty or not. Or did you nod along and think, yeah, I need to listen to this because you've been there or you're there right now. This episode is inspired in part by, quite a bit by, Episode 114 from a few months ago that I titled, How to Feel Like You When You Don't. And I made that episode for myself because I was feeling very discombobulated. There was a lot of stuff going down personally and professionally and my plate was very full and I just could not find my footing. I could not feel like myself. And so I sat down and did a lot of journaling and a lot of thinking and I came up with that episode. Well, this episode is very similar. It comes from a very similar place in that I have been looking in the mirror lately or looking at pictures of myself taken in real time and I don't feel pretty. I don't feel like I look like me. I don't feel confident in my own skin. And really, it's more than just something a bold lip can solve, even though we're going to talk about bold lips in a minute because they are magical. But there's very often something going on inside of you when you feel like your outsides are radically mismatched. You know, those two things are out of alignment, your inside and your outside. Or maybe, and this is what's harder to talk about, they are in alignment. Your 
insides feel unsettled or feel insecure or feel not at its best and your outsides reflect that for all kinds of reasons like literal actual factual reasons and also we can see in the mirror we can see in photos sometimes things that other people can't like our own pain our own struggle I talked about this concept on episode 37, way back in October 2019. Scroll all the way back to an episode I called, Who Do You See in the Picture? Because I definitely have had that phenomenon where you look at a picture of yourself, old or current, and you see things because you remember what it was like to be the person in that picture, which is different from what the picture alone says, right? Well, this is happening to me now in the mirror a little bit. And so much like episode 114, how to feel like you when you don't, this episode, how to feel pretty when you don't, is really a speech to myself. So first, let's define pretty. I'm not one of those people who thinks we're not allowed to talk about looks and that that's anti-feminist or we're not allowed to tell little girls that they look pretty or not. This is not me. I talk about and think about prettiness. But at that word or even at that idea. And so I want to be very clear that when I am talking about prettiness, I am not holding that to a Barbie standard. I'm not even holding it to a Los Angeles standard. Here I am in LA, land of the pretty people. I am not keeping it unrealistic. I am not talking about fully made up and fancy hair and perfection and looking attractive for others. And I, you know, this is not what I'm talking about. I am in a different stage in my life where when I think about feeling pretty or looking pretty, I'm really talking about a level of confidence in what I'm projecting to the outside world. I'm talking about feeling good with outfit choices or if I've worn makeup or not, like just all of the things that go into how we're presenting ourselves, how we are wearing our outsides. So much of that can spill into our mood, our mental health, our like friendliness or charmingness, if you will. Is that a word? Charm. How we hold ourselves at work, like just all of the ways that we're presenting ourselves. That's what I mean by pretty, our, our sort of overall presentation. And we're all going to have so much of a varied preference on those things. If we feel our most confident and our strongest self with like no makeup, flowing dress on and barefoot, or if we feel confident and independent and like our strongest self in like a power suit, smooth and flowy hair. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, like that is not what matters. We're all going to have a different taste on that level. So even though I am going to talk a little bit about you know, my own preferences for what makes me feel pretty, what makes me feel confident, just apply it to your own self and your own taste and what makes you feel good. And for that matter, do you know what makes you feel pretty? 
because it might be very different from mine. But what matters is that you can identify in general what makes you feel pretty. And so we're going to talk through some of these things so that maybe by the end of this episode, you will have an idea about what would make you feel better in your skin, especially if you've had a few days, weeks, months, years where you haven't, where you've been hiding yourself in photos, avoiding mirrors, not wearing or, you know, doing anything that would draw attention to you in any kind of a positive manner. This is what I'm talking about today, where I just want us to talk through a few things that might make us feel prettier to ourselves. We're going to talk about a few different actual factual, like, logistical things, like real things. <laughs> it's not. This is not going to be all woo-woo, philosophically pretty. We're going to talk about some real things that might make you feel better. They definitely make me feel better. And then we're also going to talk about the emotional part of it. Because that does matter so much. So number one, the first way to feel pretty when you don't is take a shower. This might feel like the dumbest, most basic thing I've ever said. But if you know, you know. When I am not doing great emotionally, and and by that I mean all kinds of things, but mainly a mental health situation. When I'm having a lot of anxiety When I'm way too busy, I have too much on my plate, very little margin. When I have less than normal energy for emotional reasons, for busyness reasons, for mental health reasons. What I'm saying to you is that when I am not like doing pretty well, the very first thing to go is personal hygiene. And I'm embarrassed to admit that because I'm a 40-something-year-old woman. This is stuff that you learn when you are like in elementary school. I know because I have children in elementary school and we are talking a lot about personal hygiene. But really, when I'm not doing great, you can guarantee that my hair will be dirty. You can guarantee that all of that skincare regimen that I talked through with Jamie Golden on the skincare episodes, all of that flies out the window. I don't do any of those steps. My skin is a mess. It usually becomes broken out or, you know, rashy. These are just things that I struggle to keep up with when I'm struggling to get through the day. Now, as always, my usual disclaimers about mental health, if you are having more than a couple of these type of days, please call a professional. I am not any kind of a mental health professional. I bring it up anecdotally only in my own life. For your own life, please, please, please note that if you aren't showering for days on end, this is more serious than what we're talking about today. But this is a really important tip, the shower thing. Like don't just jump in and out. Take a real shower. Wash your hair wash your face, shave, put on lotion, whatever your own like highest level of what a shower would be, you know, putting conditioner in your hair and letting it sit on there for a while. Do those things. This is not in the category of like luxury self-care, you know, take a bath with your glass of wine. This is some basic things that we overlook the power of being clean, feeling presentable, not smelling, not having stubble if we are people who shave, 
take a shower and care for your body when you're doing it. If you're putting lotion on afterwards, go slow. Treat it like a mindfulness exercise. Like feel yourself slowly rubbing the lotion. See if it feels good, if it smells good. Notice how it feels to be taking just a few moments with yourself instead of just like, ah, hurry and doing your routine or skipping steps totally. Do the whole thing. It doesn't have to feel like a ritual, although it can. But I'm not trying to make you like ceremonially woo-woo about your shower. I'm trying to make you get clean on this quest to feel pretty. (laughs) Asterix, see what I mean by pretty at the beginning of this episode. So you're going to take a shower first. Number two, tied in with this shower thing, post-shower thing like the lotions, use your nice products. Like I bet you have this, right? You have special occasion shampoo that was expensive and you don't want to use it on your daily wash. Now is the time to use it. I know you have lotions or perfumes or the fancy body wash. If you don't have fancy bath products, maybe you have fancy makeup. Maybe you have fancy hair tools, hair products that you bought. You took someone's recommendation or you, you know, got sucked in at the store and you bought it and then you never use it because you think, well, I'm just at home all day, every day. Like I don't need to beach wave my hair. But then the way this pandemic is going, you know, we've only beach waved our hair a few times in the last year. Bust that baby out. We are going to need some hairspray. Use your nice products that sit on a shelf. That moisturizer you splurged on because you listened to me talk about it on the skincare episode, it is time for you to use it. Your skin will thank you. You will feel great about it. What occasion are you saving these things for? I mean, maybe for date night, maybe for a fancy party. Like there might be reasons that you do save some of your best products. And I know you don't want to use them every day because, you know, then you're going to run out. You'll have to replenish them. That's an expensive endeavor. That is not what this is about. But when you are feeling low, when you are feeling like you are not worthy of using your nicer things, that is when I want you to stop and reevaluate because then you're not saving them for their you know best occasion. You're not using them because you have decided, you're not worth it. And that is the lie. And that is why these things end up expiring. And that is why we end up not feeling like our best selves. So next time you're in your bathroom or your closet or wherever you keep some of these nicer products, I want you to look at them and use them. I want you to ask yourself why you're not using them. And I want you to just take a risk And just use your fancy products on a random Tuesday and see what it feels like for you. I am sure that you can agree that literally no one wants to smell bad. But sometimes regular underarm deodorant just isn't cutting it. Or maybe it's not your underarms that need help. 
With Lumi, you don't have to worry. Lumi is the first of its kind in total body deodorant and is fully safe to use anywhere on your body. It is clinically proven to block odor all day and control it for up to 72 hours. The secret is mandelic acid, where instead of masking odor with a fragrance, it stops the odor before it even starts. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free, as well as pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off the starter pack. Use code U for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code U, Y-O-U, at Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So number one is take a shower. Number two is use your best products. Number three, you will be utterly unsurprised. Number three is try something bold. Now I am on record for years and years and years, way back to my blogging days with talking about the power of a bold lipstick. I love a bright pink or bright red lip on anybody, on all skin tones, on all styles of humans. I absolutely love it. It is something that makes me immensely happy to see people rocking a bold lip because I know that it is instant confidence in a little tube. But I also know that a bold lip is not for everyone for all kinds of reasons. And so if a bold lip is not your thing, even though If you haven't tried it, I do encourage you to try it. It is like instant confidence. I'll put on social media this week some of my favorite lipsticks in case you're ready to try one of them, but it can really make you feel like a different person. But hold on. I totally get that lipstick might not be your thing. It might not fit your lifestyle, your job, you know, that wouldn't be appropriate for whatever reason, or just even your own like preference with, with wearing a bold lip. So if you can't do that, Choose something else that's bold. One bold thing I want you to put together in your look for that day. You know, maybe you have a pair of bright red shoes to wear. Maybe you have a loud pair of sunglasses, a really fun purse that you almost never carry, some funky dangly earrings that sit in your drawer most of the time. I mean, just choose one bold thing. One bold thing. And why I'm telling you to do this is one, because I do think that choosing one bold thing emboldens you. Like I think whatever it is, your lipstick, your shoes, a bold graphic t-shirt, like whatever it is, it's almost like the boldness of the item 
transfers and, you know, gives you a little bit of boldness. But also, a lot of times, whatever bold thing is happening that you're carrying or wearing or something, it might get noticed. And usually it's noticed in a way that is complimented, especially if you don't wear that type of thing very often, then your coworkers or, you know, whoever you're around might say, hey, I've never seen you wear a bold lip. That looks great. Or, hey, I like your t-shirt or great shoes. And you're not fishing for compliments in this way, although I do think that bold things often will bring some kind of notice. But besides the transference of bold items, you know, to embolden yourself, I think there's also kind of a psychology thing going on at the same time. So when we don't feel like our best selves, we don't feel pretty, we're feeling small or ugly or unseen or or any of the ways that we're feeling, we subconsciously try to look the opposite of bold. You know, we try to just not draw any attention to ourselves. You know, we look very unremarkable, (laughs) plain clothes, plain hair, something about us, you know, is sort of projecting, don't look at me, I'm not to be looked at. And while I don't think we all want to be looked at or be like completely drawing attention to ourselves all the time, when you do the one bold thing, what you are saying, whether you get a compliment or not ever, but what you're sort of saying to yourself is, I am worth being bold. Like I can carry this off. Like I can be looked at for better or worse. I'm not trying to disappear or shrink or make myself entirely unremarkable. Like I am remarkable in just the smallest of ways today. And that one little baby step does domino. It really does. Now, if you follow me on social or you've been around for a long time, you have probably noted that I wear a lot of bold things. I like a bold lipstick. I like a bold handbag, shoes, brightly colored clothes. Like I take this whole boldness thing to the next level. And for me... Of course, part of it is just taste and preference. Like I just like dramatic stuff on my body, in my home, in my books. Like, you know, I just like the drama. But besides that, there is also a thing that's happening that I purposely choose bold things, you know, wanting to project that I am a bold person. And I am sort of, I mean, I'm a okay-ish bold person, but I can also be shy or scared or anxious. And so putting boldness on my outside, it truly does give me a boldness on my inside. It makes me feel like I'm ready to face whatever it is. It is like armor to me. And sometimes I've heard people talking about putting on a full face of makeup or dressing kind of outlandishly or whatever, that that kind of armor is phony or like fake, false, you know, not not their real self. It's too attention getting or whatever. And that does not have to be the case by any means. It's not always for other people, this boldness that you're taking on. It can be for you. I do it for me. I will put on a bold lipstick absolutely for myself. And I do think when I was younger, I I heard women say that, that they dressed for themselves or something like that, that idea. And I didn't totally get it because I thought, isn't appearance, like, isn't it always kind of about the other person or other people? And no, 
I'm here to tell you it's not. I have had days where I'm in a full sweatsuit and not a cute one. I mean, like ratty, ratty clothes. And I will put on a bold lip because it makes me feel better, not because anyone else is going to see it. And that makes me feel like I like the way I look. So while number three is try something bold, number four is but be comfortable. (laughs) Now, this is definitely the 40-something in me talking to you right now, but when I am uncomfortable, and I don't mean just a little bit like a little shy about the bold thing I've put on, but I mean like actually physically uncomfortable. My clothes don't fit or they're itchy or my heels are too high. I hardly wear high heels anymore these days, but if my body is physically uncomfortable, I don't act right. Y'all, I don't act right. (laughs) I can like not focus on what the other person is saying if I am distracted by a bra that's pinching or underwear that's weird. I mean, I just, I like cannot do it. When I am physically uncomfortable in the clothes I've chosen to wear, I act like a weirdo. Like I act uncomfortable because I am uncomfortable. I feel like I'm stiff. I'm distracted. So while I'm all for the bold things, if it makes you too uncomfortable, it's just going to cancel out this part of it because I think we should be comfortable as much as possible. Whether that means yoga pants or whether that means a dress that fits, you know, that you're not tugging at the neck or you're not, you know, kind of wiggling through the midsection, like being comfortable will let you stay loose, will keep you from being overly self-conscious or all the different ways that you might feel when you are just like not comfortable. And for me lately, in some ways I've had to acquiesce that this sometimes means that what I'm wearing is not very flattering because I don't like tight clothes Ever since I was a kid, I've had some sensory issues around tight clothes. I just don't like them. My friends tease me because they think I dress really modestly because I don't show very much skin in my clothes and I don't show off like, you know, parts of my body in any way, usually in a tight way either. I just would prefer to not be self-conscious about that element. Now that is just me. And again, I usually make up for it in some other bold way. But if for you, what is comfortable is to be letting your skin breathe or highlighting your assets, if you know what I mean, then that is what is gonna make you feel good. That is what is gonna make you feel comfortable. And so go towards that. Some people are more comfortable in high heels because they've just grown accustomed to them. They wear them at work all day or something like that. So that's what makes them feel most like themselves. Then great, please do it. But if you are going to act grumpy because you are in uncomfortable shoes, then don't do it. Make the trade-off to be comfortable and you will feel better. Therefore, you will look better. This is a formula I'm just going to keep reiterating. But now we've come to number five. This is the last of the like logistical, actual steps you can take tips. (laughs) Number five is if needed, if you're really in a place 
consult an expert. And on that, I mean, talk to somebody about what is flattering on you. This can be a hairstylist. Like if there is a cut that would be more flattering to your face, to your hair type, ask someone who knows all about hair and tell them everything that they need to know besides just the flattering piece. Also say, hey, I have my hair in a ponytail every day. Is there a way this can be cuter? (laughs) Or hey, I am not going to style any layers. So how can I still look modern but without any like complicated hairstyles? Whatever it is. A hairstylist is absolutely an expert that can help you feel like you look your best. Also, at most department stores will have really well-informed people who will help you in the clothing department. If you need some new jeans, if you'd like a new dress, ask for help. If you really are in some kind of a style rut or you really have an event that you want to look nice for, consult an expert and just see what they say. It doesn't mean that you have to take their advice. It doesn't mean you have to buy what they suggest, but just open yourself up to what they think would look great on you because often they're going to know things you don't know. They're going to know brands you're unfamiliar with. They're going to know things about the way the clothing is cut or something that might flatter you. They are going to suggest better undergarments that is going to make everything sort of lay prettier. This is actually really key. If you've never been to a proper bra fitting, do that. Again, at department stores, Nordstrom in particular has a great section for that. If you have felt like you don't look your best and it's not just like a one-off thing, it's not just a once a month you feel a little frumpy, but if it's a bigger picture problem, if it's a longer term problem than that, please consider consulting an expert. Just see what they say. You might be surprised. Okay, number six on how to feel pretty when you don't. I feel like we've talked about this one in sort of various ways, but it just is worth repeating. Unfollow, unsubscribe, unfriend anyone who doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And let me unpack that a little bit because I know that you can't just like cut off people in your life if it's not like relationally perfect. But definitely in your social media feeds, if you are following people, influencers or celebrities or whoever, that makes you feel like really insecure or, you know, frustrated or sad when you see their photos, their outsides, whatever it is that they're putting out into the world that pings something in you, unfollow those people. You might be following them for an entirely different reason. Maybe they're, you know, putting some kind of content that you do get something out of. Let's say they're home decor bloggers or something like that. You really do like their home styling tips, but something about their physical presence, you know, it just like doesn't make you feel good. Unfollow them. You do not need to see them in your feed once a day. If you want their home styling tips, when you are in a home styling mood, you will go to their website and look at them, or you will go browse Pinterest, or you will probably forget about them after you've unfollowed and it's been a month and you won't even remember the name of their handle. I promise you this right now, unfollow those people. If you are friends with or follow people who regularly snark on others' looks, so I'm thinking of like you know, I've followed some sort of silly, almost like meme accounts or they're almost like comedy accounts, but sometimes 
they are poking fun at people's weight or they're really making big jabs at a celebrity or something that might have to do with that celebrity's appearance or anything like that, that just circles back to, oh gosh, well, how does this translate to me? Because this account, this comedy account is being mean about other people. Or maybe it's not a comedy account. Maybe it's someone you know in real life. And on Facebook, they like snark about body types or, you know, anything like that. That is not for you. Those people are not for you. You do not need that on your screen. And to take it off the screen for a minute, I know this is harder. This is a harder thing. But if you have someone in your life who makes these snarky comments or you have someone who makes jokes about food or bikinis or working out or whatever. And these may not be things that are directed at you, by the way. I'm not saying that this is always like a mean person in your life. They might be self-deprecating about themselves. But I had a friend for a long time who really cared a lot about the scale, if you will. And it felt like a lot of her jokes or commentary had to do with weight or, you know, how she looked or whatever. And it was actually quite self-deprecating and it was often quite funny. But I realized after a while, it was actually making me feel insecure about what I was consuming when we were together or if she was looking at what I looked like or something like that. And I was like, this isn't, I don't like the way this feels. I continue to walk away from this interaction feeling bad about myself. I'm not feeling like lifted up. This isn't fun for me to feel so self-conscious in the presence of friends. So while you might not be able to like completely cut someone or a group of someone's out of your life, paying attention to it and realizing like, hey, this group sure makes a lot of commentary about the way people look in a negative way. Decide if you want to say something or decide if you want to just like step away from that for now. But the key is you don't want to be reminded on your screen or in real life constantly of the things that you already are feeling a little bit unsteady about. When you are feeling unsteady, when I am feeling unsteady, it's best to surround yourself with people who are going to make you feel strong, to put in your mind body positive images, to put in your mind Friends who are quick with a compliment instead of with an insult about anyone. When we are feeling low, let's seek out height instead of seeking out things that are going to put us further into the hole, further into ourselves. So that was number six. Unfollow, unsubscribe, unfriend anyone that makes you feel bad about yourself. Number seven and last one. We're only doing seven on this. Number seven is... Acknowledge that sometimes how you feel on the inside is going to come out on the outside. So in other words, if you are feeling stressed, sad, frazzled, any of the things on the inside, it's often going to show on the outside. Even if no one else can see it as clearly as you can, you are going to see your stress all over your face. You're going to see it in your eyes. And this correlation isn't always exactly true. Sometimes people can look perfectly put together and they are a complete disaster on the inside. We all know this. We all know this person. I have been this person. We also, of course, know that sometimes there are things that can be 
happening that make our outsides look not how we want or expect them to, but inside we're very joyous and happy and peaceful. And so this is not a complete blanket and universal statement that your outsides always match your insides. But what we're talking about in this episode today is when you are feeling like you don't look pretty and what is happening there. And for me, as I'm asking myself that, as I'm thinking about it now and in times in my past, I definitely know that when I feel frazzled on the inside, which is sort of what's been happening lately, I look frazzled on the outside. (laughs) Like try as I might, man, I will put on some makeup or whatever, but I feel like I look frazzled because I am frazzled. And so the solution here is not to pile on more makeup. The solution here is to figure out how to make my inside feel more peaceful how to remove the things that are making me feel frazzled on the inside. And then lo and behold, when this happens, because I go through this cycle, I feel like I go through it several times a year, when I feel more peaceful on the inside, when I am feeling a lot of gratitude and joy, when I've slowed myself down to a place of mindfulness, I see it on my outsides. I see it in the pictures. I see it in the way my hair falls or the way my makeup looks, or probably I see it in my eyes or in my smile that's just different than how it looks when I'm not that way. Now, I also realize that when I'm saying this, there are things that might be on your outsides that you absolutely cannot control. And all of this woo-woo talk around it, you know, feels unhelpful. Like if you have, you know, and I'm talking about outsides now, if you have a skin condition, a hormone issue, you're having some health stuff, you know, whatever, and that's making you feel like you don't look your best, then no amount of like meditation and journaling is going to change that. That's when we circle back to consult an expert. You can't always figure out what's going on by listening to podcasts like this one, by doing intense midnight Google searches. I've also been there. Sometimes you need to call a professional and ask them to help you, which we've already gone over. But if it's not that serious, if you're hearing me and you are realizing, yes, I have some stuff going on inside me that if I could slow down, if I could address some of those things or try to, would that reflect on the outside? Would that change how I feel about how I look? Would that change how other people see me? Which is not the primary goal, but it's not something I'm going to ignore either. Because again, human nature is that we want to present our best foot forward. And these aren't simple ideas. It's not just about getting a new outfit. Bold lipstick is magic, but it will not give you inner peace. (laughs) So what I'm saying is there are several elements to this, and there's a lot of ways to think about it. And I hope that me talking through this with you will help you think about what will make you feel pretty. Because this topic isn't shallow. This topic is about our mental health, our overall health, our relationship to the way we walk into a room and through the world. We notice how we feel and how we look and we especially notice when those things don't feel good or they don't align with how we think of ourselves or how we want to be seen and what we see in the mirror or in a picture. 
Now, I hope you know that I think all bodies are beautiful. I think you are beautiful. I think we all have a lot of work to do in this area and that aging solves some problems. It really does. But aging, as acknowledged, causes a whole new set of appearance and vanity problems. And part of me sharing my stuff is sharing that I am going through this right now. Actually, I'm not feeling like I look like myself right now. And it has been very disconcerting. And I've been grappling with it for a a bit. Both the logistical parts, like literally beauty products, etc. And the emotional parts and what it means and who I am and, you know, what I want to feel like and look like right now in this season of my life. So I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you on social media this week. As always, you can find show notes at 10thingstotellyou.com. You can follow the show at 10 Things to Tell You. And then my personal Instagram where I'm also hanging out every day is at laura.tremaine. If you liked this episode, please give us a rating and review. But more importantly, I would love it if you would share it with a friend who also might need to hear these words. Thanks so much for listening. Now go share something. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.